Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I am here with Jordan Brewer, former University of Michigan baseball player, now with the Houston Astros, as all of you guys know. Um, what's up? How are you? I'm good. Weird times. Weird, weird times. <laughs> right? I know. It's just been a crazy year and I, I can't imagine from your end it's probably been even crazier. No, it's insane. It's it's it is what it is. You know, actually the baseball we don't even know what's gonna ha- what the heck's gonna happen because the Marlins just came up with was it fourteen guys that just got tested positive. So yeah. I don't even know if there's gonna be a season now. So we'll see. Yeah, I I've been wondering how other leagues outside of the NBA were going to make that work, but I don't know. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Sad. All right. Well, like I kind of explained to him before, for those of you listening, I kind of structured this interview just going through Jordan's whole life. So let's start at the beginning of your baseball career. And I know you play football as well, and you're pretty serious about that sport too. Um, But what was the first memory you had playing baseball and realizing I love this sport and I want to continue to play? Yeah. So I really fell in love with it when I got to my junior college, because uh, when you're in Juco in the middle of nowhere, um, all you have is a baseball, a mitt and a bat in the field. And while all my other friends are out at tailgates and stuff at big universities, um, my tailgate was playing baseball. So, you know, that's when I really, really fell in love with it um I played it in high school and stuff I did it for fun and stuff I didn't know how serious I was going to be with it because I just just loved being on the field with all the guys awesome yeah I know that your first correct me if I'm wrong but your first trip to Ann Arbor was actually for a Michigan football recruiting trip (laughs) yeah it was actually against uh Michigan State wow so you grew up in Michigan were you a Michigan fan or a state fan you know, the crazy part is I actually grew up a Notre Dame fan. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I, I, I'm like 35, 40 minutes from South Bend. So I grew up going to all the Notre Dame football games and stuff. Uh, then I got transferred to the good side, obviously, and went to Michigan. Um, but, yeah, so where, where I'm from, it's about two and a half hours from Michigan. So, like, uh, when I went on my visits, that was, actually like, literally, literally the first time I've ever been on Michigan campus and everything. But. I mean, the first day, I mean, the first second I stepped on that, I mean, I just absolutely just loved it. Awesome. Let's talk about that transition. So in the matter of less than three years, you came from a football recruiting trip to being drafted in the MLB. What was that process like, <laughs> like professionally transitioning into another sport? Yeah, I didn't realize it's been all three years since. That's crazy. That's, that's, an, that's an insane amount of time to for that to happen in somebody's life right yeah so like ew you know it's been crazy it's like a reality check you know what I mean like it's I have to pinch myself sometimes because it doesn't even feel real that I have successfully made that transition to play baseball at a pretty high level um you know it's it was hard you know I was I loved football um but my body told me otherwise as I'm up to I think 10 10 or 11 surgeries um but I I knew instantly as soon as I dislocated my shoulder uh my senior year in the regional championship 
that was it. I had to hang up the football cleats. My goal was actually to play football and baseball in college. That's what I wanted to do. But then I got to Michigan and started talking to some of the guys that played multiple sports. And that's, it, it was literally impossible. You have to be a freak to do it. And, you know, I kudos to the guys that can do it because that's insane. Yeah, that is crazy. I never, I never understood how you could be a student and an athlete, let alone a double, double <laughs> yeah. student athlete. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have any other social life, honestly, because, I mean, the sport, between sport and school, I mean, it's it's insane. You really don't have any time to do anything that much. So, but, you know, that's, you got to truly love it to do it, so. Very true. Um, so when you started playing in Ann Arbor with Michigan baseball, did you kind of up your expectations from there to make it a goal to say, I want to continue at a higher level after this? Or is it that something that just came with the hard work and success you were achieving? It, right. So, you know, I always grew up always telling everyone that my overall goal was to be a professional athlete. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I want to be a professional athlete in some sport. I didn't know what it was. Um, and, you know, you get a lot of people that say, yeah, okay, whatever, quit dreaming. It's all right, time to get serious. Uh, but I, I always wanted that. And that's always been a dream of mine since I was little. Um, you know, it's a kid, like it's literally everyone's kid's dream to do it. And so I'm actually getting to live my dream. But, you know, coming with that, also you have to learn how to work. And that's when I got to Michigan, I really figured out, like, if I want to do this, I really have to step it up. And I couldn't be more blessed to have my teammates because, you know, if it wasn't for them guys, they, I wouldn't be where I'm at because, I mean, they pushed me to my limits. Yeah, let's talk about your time at Michigan a little bit. And just I know the culture of Michigan baseball is very hardworking in the way that Coach Package instills these lessons into you guys. But what are some of the biggest things and who are some of the guys that were your biggest influences during your time? Yeah, so when I first signed, I actually went up to Ann Arbor uh, out of the blue, and I went up to hang out with Jordan Wogu. Uh, he, Jordan Wogu really was the first person I really started talking to. Uh, I started talking to him when I was on my recruiting visit. Uh, we started texting and stuff, and I started like, his kids actually were pretty similar, so me and him started talking a lot. And then I met KO, me and KO have been really tight. And I feel like if it wasn't for at least some of these guys, I, I would have been lost because I mean, they really took me in like they didn't miss a beat. You know what I mean? Like they didn't treat me like, oh, this is some new kid. They really took me in to do everything with them. Um, same with Dom, Dom Clemente, they really took me in. Um, and it, just feeling like you're home with a family, um, that helped me out so much because I'm a huge family guy. Like if I don't feel comfortable, I'd, I'm a, I'm a little, little, was it, um, <laughs> a turtle in the shell. Like I hide, like I don't, I don't like it, but I never felt like that in Michigan, at Michigan. So that was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that just me like covering a ton of your guys' games, I could see you need the chemistry on the field to have success. Um, right. And that was the best part. Yeah. That was the best part about our team too. Like everyone knew their role, no matter if you were a bench guy, or a starter, everyone knew what they had to do to have us win. And I feel like we've shown that we showed that big time. Yeah. So do you think that we have to talk about Omaha? I think that, <laughs> um, you know, having your team just have that trust in each other, whether you're playing in the infield or you're next up in the batter's box, like knowing that whatever you do, if you make a mistake, if you make a great play, your team's got your back. And I think as 
the Michigan fan base, we could all see that as well. Um, right. Do you think that kind of helped you guys make it to Omaha? Or what, what was different with this team that led you guys all the way there? Exactly. You know, like, we always had adversity. Like, we always – something always went bad, but we just shook it off. And that was that was the story of our team. Um, you know, we've had big guys in the offseason go down right before the season start. And we, we just shook it off and kept going. Um, you know what I mean? So that was a huge part of our team is our just how we went with adversity. Um, I, including me, I made many, many mistakes. And, you know, I always had KO or Ben, Ben Kaiser, like always, always there to pick me up. You know, it's, it, they'll never let you let that weigh on you. Um, they're always going to pick you up. And there was actually a prime example in, at UCLA when, uh, was it Joe Donovan had over no who uh Nelly overthrew it to first base at Jimmy and then Jimmy picked it up and threw the guy at home just like that you know we picked each other up and that's what I think kept our team going and going and going because we all knew if we we, you could mess up and it would be okay because we have other guys that can pick you up awesome yeah like I said from my point of view it's always so much fun to watch a team like that and it was great (laughs) to see you guys go to Omaha and I'm, I was excited for Michigan baseball to come back this year, but unfortunately, I know it did not. <laughs> I know it's craziness. This is crazy, but there's a reasoning behind it. We'll find out here soon, though. Right? Yeah, we actually um, we're setting up to broadcast the opening home series. Right? It was that Monday that classes got canceled, so we were there oh. setting up as if it was going to happen. The cameras were at first and third, ready to go. And, yep, the That's world came crazy. crashing down. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Who, who knows how long this is going to last? Scary thought. Um, yeah. Let's, let's skirt back to 2019, though, because that was a huge and exciting year for you. First off, as everybody knows, in July, you were selected third round of MLB draft to play with the Astros. Um, and I was reading like articles of everybody just looking back on the draft last year. And you said something like you guys were in a hotel and your team came pounding on your door and it was like the police were trying to break in and they like tackled you and walk me through that night. Like, what was that like having your team with you? Yeah. So the night before, um, you see, there was talks about, you know, possibly going in the second round and stuff. And we played during that game. Like we played when it was going on. So Carl, Tommy and me like you know there wasn't a chance of us going in the second round so we're in the game that was probably one of the most stressful things ever you know you really try to focus on the game but you can't not have that in the back of your mind because this is literally yeah. a dream like you know what I mean so me and Carl and Tommy just looking at each other like <laughs> going on and we had no idea and then luckily after the game Tommy and Carl went we all jumped on them, hugging on them and then the next morning I was freaking out all night. Like, I had no idea what the heck was going to happen. I'm like, my agent's calling me. He goes, yo, this can happen. This, you can go this time. So I'm like, all right, don't call me unless if I'm going. That was my rule <laughs> with him. I told him the night before. So draft started. Agent calls me. My stomach just drops. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. And he goes, all right, Asheville's at this pick right here. I was like, Asheville's like, really? And he's like, yep. I'm like, all right, click. And like, the hotels didn't have MLB the network, so it was all online. You can I couldn't find anywhere, so I'm trying to struggle. I'm trying to get up on my on my uh, computer to watch it, and 
of course it's delayed and literally like five seconds before my name got called it, it literally sounded like the SWAT team came in <laughs> and everyone just jumped on me I, like I don't even remember who jumped on me uh I know Frank Frank definitely jumped on me and you know it, it's just those happy tears came out like I could I like I tried to hold them back so much but I really couldn't it was just it was so joy, joyful just to be with my brothers. Like, even though I couldn't be home with my family celebrating, I was with my second family. And that was, that was unreal. And it was just like a huge relief off my chest. You know, though that week of the draft, one of the most stressful times of my life. It was, it's crazy because you don't know what the heck's going to happen. And it was just, it was so nice. And then just to think that like all the hard work you put in, all the, early morning workouts you got up to it it's finally paying off it's here and yeah that's that's that you know it was it was so fun like yeah you can't even like explain what that like that 15 second window felt like like it was one of the craziest experiences in my life that is awesome congratulations again thank and you <laughs> I've never thought of it from your point of view obviously like having to play through that week and still have to focus on the game that yeah. you are in and that your teammates are in and they're going through the same thing. That must have been tough to focus a little bit. Yeah, no, it's fun though. It was it was it was good jitters. Like it was really good. It always kept you on edge. So I was in the outfield just pacing back and forth and just <laughs> just talking smack to Jesse a lot. So it was it was fun. It was that whole week was really fun though. Crazy. Crazy times. And then December rolls around you have done some world traveling, which I want to talk about because that's super interesting yes. to me too. But you also got engaged. So that's yes. another huge thing that happened. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you did it on your trip to Thailand. Thailand. Right? Correct. How was yep. that we were, trip? We were in Phuket. It was absolutely amazing. Except for the travel. I have really bad ADHD and I can't sit still. And you try to have me sit still for a 13 hour flight. It does not go well. <laughs> it does not go well. So I was, I fell asleep. I was maybe asleep for like five minutes. I woke up. I'm like, all right, I've been asleep for an hour. Looked at my phone. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But it, it was, it was my first time overseas into like a different side of the world, like legit side of the world. And like, just to see how they lived over there and just how they treated, it was just amazing. All around amazing trip. You know, it was, it was a high opening. You know, you got to see stuff. Some of the like, the geographic stuff was absolutely insane like it literally looked like your movie avatar i mean they had huge rocks in the middle of the water i'm like okay how does this get here and actually yeah i i actually had drone footage of all of it but uh yeah i, I was it. gonna say i think you have a, a hidden talent that people might not know about <laughs> yeah i'm actually <laughs> looking into getting a new drone right now but I don't like the prices of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, had, I was at what was it Tiger Temple. I had an awesome shot. Uh, Rachel, my fiance, went to the bathroom. She was like, "Don't put it up here. It's a small area. You got a lot of people over here. You don't want to do that." I'm like, "No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine." So I went behind this like little shack, put it up, and it has this moment where you can like circle things. And I was probably 150, 200 feet up in the air with my drone. And I had it circling. It's automatically. So I'm sitting That's cool. That's cool. I'm looking at it and watching the screen, looking at the temple. Then all of a sudden I hear beeping. I'm like, what the heck? And I just oh, look and it's just no. getting gobbled up. I turned instantly white and you could hear it. It sounded like a weed whacker was going off. And everyone's like looking up, like, what the heck <laughs> is that? And I'm sitting there like, and then Rachel comes on. She's like, 
you did not. Told y'all. Yep, she's exactly what she said. I was like, I wanted to climb. I mean, it was, I wanted to climb up there, but yeah, there's snakes and monkey. I'm like, I can't do it. I couldn't even, like, I could, I knew where the location was because it has a tracker on the drone. Took a picture where it's at because I got insurance on it. So I went, when I got back home, I went to a place like, look, this is what happened. And he goes, we can't do anything for lost stuff. I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I like I got a picture. I know where the location's at. I just can't get it. He goes, if you could recover just the part of it, we could have replaced it. But you lost the whole thing. I'm sitting there like, <sighs> we went to the Phuket police. We're like, we'll pay people to go up there and get it. And no one there, like, we can't do that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was trying to find, like, locals that would, crazy locals that just climb, would climb up there and do it. But no one. No, it was terrible, but you know, it was Man. that was the only bad thing that happened on the trip. You know, I was I was get, nervous. Did you still get some footage though? Yeah, a little bit, but it was really hard. Actually, Rachel again told me the night before, you know, you should download. I love so I used the memory card for my GoPro too. So it was the same size. So I just kept on going back and forth. I got like a 64 gigabyte. So I was like, this should be fine. Mm-hmm. And the night before, she goes, you should probably download that stuff before maybe something will happen or something. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'll just do it. And so I could only do it at once. I was like, and then that happened. And I lost a lot of drone shots and a lot of GoPro footage that I was really upset about. But what, what you going to do about it? Yep. Wow. I would have probably cried. I almost did. I was on the verge. I was I was on the verge. We were on a tour too and they uh we got on a bus. They were supposed to bring us back and I said, I, I'm not leaving until I'm gonna try to get this drone down. <laughs> and so we let them go and we had a taxi back. I was and that was like one of the worst maybe fifteen, twenty minute drive ever. I was sitting there just driving away from my drone. It's like, oh my gosh. But wow. I, I I'm ready to practice. I'm ready to get back at it. I'm ready, I'm ready to do it again. Were you an FTVM major? Well? Yeah, I was. Okay. So I was, I was, Same. uh, I, I know. Gosh, I wish, I wish I could have done more classes and got them because I was still in the prereqs, taking all the prereq classes before I got into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love being behind the camera and just making videos. I'm actually doing stuff, helping the Houston Astros. I remember during spring training, they had all the photo shoots going on. <laughs> I peeked my head in there close it, peek my head in there, and then the guy would come in. He like, just come join us. I know you I know you and I told him I actually when I signed, he was there taking pictures and he remembered me. And I told him I I was in the film and stuff. And so I he let me come in there and sit behind behind the scenes of what they do. Show me the red camera and so it was it was it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So helping out helping them out a little bit, but other than that, I really haven't done much photography or film lately. I need to get back into it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's my, I was kind of shocked that you were FTVM major because it's kind of small. For those who don't know, that's our, um, it stands for film, television, video, media program here at Michigan, but it's awesome. That's what I and a bunch of my friends who are into like sports broadcasting did because that's the closest we could get to any type of production, but it's super fun. I loved it. It really is. My coach didn't back is really didn't like that much though because the labs were late at night and that was during yeah. practice. Oh, I would show terrible. I would show I would show up really late, like an hour late to practice. He's like, Where were you? Like, coach, you know I had class. 
watching a black and white film. Yep, <laughs> a black and white film, taking a quiz yeah. the next day. So it's like, oh. oh my gosh! All right, so you can use your production skills for your becoming the Brewers account. Is this like um? You guys are like a power couple, but you guys are like influencers. Let's, I want to plug this Instagram a bit. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel had the great idea after we got engaged on our way back home um, on the flight because we had nothing else to do. She's like, you know, we should start something, doing our own page and stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm completely down. Um, yeah. We just want to, like, like you said, just influence people to get out there and try stuff. You know, we're trying to be ambassadors and bring these companies to our followers our friends and stuff just to get out there and try different stuff. Um, we work out together sometimes, but you know, it's really hard because, because, you know, right now we have no gyms really open. So it's really hard to get in there together and actually work out. And I usually don't like working out with her because I can't focus. I, like, I like to goof off when I work out, but when she's not there, I can really focus. Um, but, but yeah, you know, we, we really enjoy doing it. We like the content we're putting out um but yeah it's fun it's different yeah. that's cool that's like you guys are a badass couple and I will admit uh my roommate Jazz as you know um she FaceTimed me one day and she's like oh my god I just found like the craziest workout and I've been doing like just ones on YouTube she's like it's become it's on becoming the brewers like you're gonna die like I'm literally dead and I <laughs> I, I had to pause halfway through I'm not kidding <laughs> yeah see that's the crazy part like we'd be doing it and i'll be like oh like i don't even, i can't even do this like you're you need to relax woman but she goes and goes and goes i love it though she pushes me to be better she helps oh. me out with my with my meal preps my just everything you know it's really nice to have someone there like uh, did you eat yet did you take did you take your your protein shake you know what i mean so like just the simple things like that like as like trying to be a like a real professional athlete it's it's i really i am lazy i slack at that stuff so it's really nice to have her push me to be better and take my stuff uh and try to overall stay healthy yeah that's awesome i'm glad you guys are bringing that to an, a bit of a following that you both have yeah i love it <laughs> okay so let's talk about here we are in 2020 now obviously what would have been your rookie season is just no minor leagues going on. MLB is probably going to get canceled after like the first few opening games. Yep. Um, so what is, what has it been looking like for you? Have you been having like zoom calls with your team? Is it your responsibility to do your own workout? Like what's going on? Yeah. So right now I'm actually in, I had a procedure done about right before this, everything hit, um, which I am beyond blessed to have it done at that time because now I get the time to like, regroup myself and really work on the little things when I'm lifting the right, the proper technique. And so this has been a blessing in disguise because I get to work on the little things. Um, but yeah, so like rehab, I have rehab Monday, Wednesday, Friday at a local facility here. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I mean, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, excuse me. We, uh, I FaceTime my therapist from West Palm. So when my fiance is over here working with General Mills doing this, I'm over here doing with the boot with the booty band and stuff, and she's over just laughing at me, trying to like it. It, I mean, you have to make the best of it. So, I've been doing that, and I've been yeah, like I, my head and coach, we get homework. Um, he Facetimes us, we go over 
our past swings and stuff, like what we need really need to work on and stuff. Um, so it's, like I said, like it's, you really got to work on the little things during this time because this is the perfect time to perfect that stuff. And because, I mean, you hate doing the little things, right? So, um, it, it, like I said, it's a blessing disguise. You know, I'm just enjoying it, enjoying family time while I have it because honestly, this is my, our, my last summer off. Um, especially at home, right on the beach. So I'm not complaining. Um, it sucks. There's no baseball season for me, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I guess for you, that is perfect timing that you can just yeah. take your time and recover and not worry about pushing it before it's healthy for you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you were, were you able to meet with the guys at all probably sometime last year? In yeah yeah so I we actually I've been down in West Palm for that's where our spring training facility is I've been down there yeah. uh during the big league spring training before the minor league start and you know it's 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 weird it's really weird because you know you grew up being a fan and idolizing, idolizing all these big time names and you're like like teammates now like you know what I mean like it's yeah like it's like hey hey man what's up Hey, dude, what's going on? You know, like, you can't like, like freak out. Like, oh my gosh, this is. But deep down, I'm like, oh, like I talked to Verlander. It's like, I was like, gonna ask doing? the Detroit yeah. Tigers fan in me had to ask about Verlander. Yeah, so I actually know Kate Upton's brother. Um, he went to school by actually our rival school. But you know, it, I texted him. I'm like, he goes, dude, dude, just go up to him to talk to him. I'm like, I do. I can't. I like. I don't know if I could do that. And he goes, they already told him about you and everything. You just go up and talk to him. I was like, all right, fine. So one day he was sitting there on his phone before he started working. I was like, oh, you know, I just got to do it. I just got to do it. I just got to do it. And he went over there. I'm like, hey, what's up, Justin? I'm Jordan. Da, 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 going on. He goes, yeah, Dave Upton told me about you and stuff. I was like, oh, that's it? Really? Like, that's all it took? And so I'm like, we've been talking. He says hi to me every day and stuff. Like, it's, it's just the little things like that. You know what I mean? It's just like your idols growing up just saying passing you say hi um and so it's it's really cool to just to see all the guys and see how how they are as a person like you know what I mean not just an athlete you could like walk by him and say hi and they're all awesome dudes that's why that's what really is really nice wow that is awesome that's like you're probably like it's a little bit surreal oh at yeah <laughs> yeah it, it 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 took me a minute to get used to it but you know it, it's it is really cool and now i get to watch on my tv like that's crazy that's crazy yeah i saw yesterday that verlander is out the rest of the season supposedly i don't i heard that too i have no idea i honestly have no idea he what did he tweet out he says he said he wasn't done the whole season so we'll see oh, okay i don't know maybe he will be if the if yeah. all this corona stuff keeps up i don't think Maybe everyone will be done, so we'll see. Yeah, that's – I've had this conversation with a lot of people, too. I feel like in every major league sport, whoever wins the championship, it's going to be devalued because they're going to say, oh, we didn't have so-and-so. Oh, you know, the Dodgers didn't have so-and-so to pitch because he had corona or – you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? It's, everything's going to be delegitimized just by different fan bases, I feel like. Yeah, just because just like – yeah, just imagine like the playoffs. You get to the playoffs, and you got this instance Verlander starting that game, game game five, and he shows up, 
and he has a cough or he has a little fever, like, do you allow him to go or can he not pitch game five? Like, like what the heck's going to happen? Like what will I, like, it's just, it's going to, it's going to be really interesting if they do continue to have a season. Yeah, I agree. We'll see how things go. Um, to finish up, we have some questions from Instagram. Um, oh, here's your first one. Who is your favorite player from Team 153, and why was it Isaiah Page? Can you guess who asked that? <laughs> oh my gosh, Isaiah Page. What can I say about Isaiah Page? A full He's out TikTok clown. Famous. Yeah, he is TikTok famous. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I asked. I asked him to do this video. One video he goes, "No, that's that's too old. I can't do that." I'm like. What are you talking about? Because it's too old. No one would like it. I was like, okay, dude. Okay, dude. Relax. <laughs> now, but Isaiah Page is one of those pitchers that comes in and just, like, you know he's going to get the job done. You know what I mean? Like, he's so yeah. locked in. I mean, it, he really showed that in the College World Series. You know what I mean? Like, that was – I felt very comfortable when he was when he was pitching. And, and when he was pitching against me and during inner squads when me and JG went back to back off him, but he won't let anyone know that. But I here will. it is. Heard yep. it here first. Yep. Um, let's see, next one. What's your favorite Grizzlies memory from Evan Wilson? <laughs> Evan Wilson. So his nickname back in the day was Thunder Thighs. Right. So he had thighs what? that were yeah, like I'm not kidding you when you saw these thighs, you like uh, that's not normal. Like, he was probably, let's see, we were probably 13, 14, and he couldn't find baseball pants to fit him because they were so wide. <laughs> so he, every time we'd say thunder thighs, he would, he would rub his thighs when he was in the box, and he would get up there. <laughs> but my best Grizzlies moment probably was just being with the guys in the hotels. We always found, like, we always play tag in the hallways. Like, if you're on a travel team, that's, like, the best times ever. Like, you know what I mean? Staying in a hotel with the guys um, or someone brings the Xbox over, which was probably usually me and having all the guys <laughs> in my room and my mom coming in and being like, why is everyone in my room? Um, it, it, I feel like that was the best times is just staying in the hotel with the guys. Fun stuff. I miss, I played travel softball when I was little and those were the days. It was, oh, it's so the fun. tournaments, you go away and you're just yes. like, one hour to stay at the pool and that's it. Oh my gosh, you think it's all that? We actually had um, down at Newton Park. We had a, it's called it was an all night tournament. So we had games from oh we wow. played at eight, twelve, four in the morning. It sounded like a good idea once you get to the twelve. Like once you got to four o'clock game, you're like, okay, dude, like um, I'm out. I'm out. It was age? fun. We were probably thirteen. 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you like, crazy. you hear that, you're like, you're like, oh, I can stay up all night and play. <laughs> uh, that didn't go so well when it, four o'clock came around. Yeah. I would, I would fall asleep in center field out there. <laughs> um, next one. What is your approach at the plate? Dinger City. <laughs> no. Um, it all depends. It all depends on what the situation was. Uh, that's what I'm going back to what I said earlier is like knowing your role. Right. So, so we got, there was a guy on second and we need the ball put in the right side of the field. So that was my goal is to poke it to the right side of the field. You know, that was, or if there's a guy in third, I just need to get through the infield, you know, or 
you got a three one count or you get a three zero green light, then it's just straight daddy hacks. You know, I mean, you you hunt the ball you want, um, or getting the bunt down, or just simply getting the bunt down. Like it just all depends on the situation of the game, and that's why I loved about Michigan because everyone had their role. Like you know what I mean? Like no matter what it was, you you got to do it. So. Yep, I love that. The, the, the team, the team, the team. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> I hate myself exactly. saying that. Um, last one. This is from your very loyal, young Michigan baseball fan base. Those are my favorite little kids ever. Um, what's your advice to somebody who wants to play baseball at Michigan? Ooh, that's a Let's good say one. you're talking to like a 12U, what would you say? I would say if I'm talking to a 12U, um, be extremely coachable, number one overall. Number two, have fun. There, number three, there's always going to be adversity. Don't ever give up. You got to remember, going three for ten is a good weekend, right? Like a good series is three for ten, which is absurd if you really think about it. Because if you do, was it in basketball? You shoot three for ten, you're not going to be playing. So, like, that's the beauty of baseball is because is precision like you know what I mean you really have to focus off and get the job done but and always smile always have fun like, like that's I feel like that's my number one is always have fun um, I'm always smiling on the field you can go back and look <laughs> like I'm always goofing off with package um, JG KO Dom like no matter what I'm always smiling goofing off even if we're not doing so hot I feel like we're too tight we're too tight so I'm gonna act like a clown to get everyone loose again and we can play baseball again awesome. so that's what I that's what I would say I love that I feel like sometimes there's too much pressure on these little kids and too much politics when you get into serious travel ball and the parents and oh my it's important gosh, to yeah. remember to have fun yeah it's it's called a game for a reason right it's it's and that's the sad part. Like when you get between those two white lines, it it should be a stress-free zone, right? Like you should just go and have fun with the boys. And that's what I see, it, and that's how I always see it um, as I make new friends. But yeah, awesome advice. That is, I think, all I have from my end. Is there anything you would like to add to your fans out there? My fans. <laughs> <laughs> you have fans. Isaiah Page is at the number one. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I don't have anything uh, besides come watch my Twitch. Yeah, plug your Instagram, plug your Twitch, plug your Becoming the Brewers. Do you know that you're at? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I'll put them in the description of this podcast. <laughs> All right, there you go, there you go, there you go. That's better. We can do that. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Jordan. I appreciate it. It's always a fun conversation. I hope yes. you get your drone back and I want to <laughs> see some footage. Maybe I'll use it for the Instagram. I got you for sure. I, I'll send you some. Okay, sweet. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.